As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. There's no crying in baseball! I ate his liver with some father beans. I skinned. If I can change, and you can change, everybody can change! And welcome to another episode of Your Next Favorite Movie. I'm your host, Josh G. And today, I am joined by the other half of the Walk the Cinema podcast. Please welcome Katie to the show. Thank you for having me. Oh, absolutely. So why don't you go ahead and give your take on what Walk the Cinema is about. Let everybody know. So Walk the Cinema is, um, I'm the host and I co-host with my husband. And uh, we just talk about movies that we like, we find significant. And we have, you know, some ones that we don't particularly like, but we feel, still think it's an interesting conversation to have. So yeah, it's pretty much our deal. All right. Sounds good. Make sure everyone you check them out after you're done listening to this episode. Well, for this week, you introduced me, you introduced me to this movie because this is one that I bought the Criterion during one of the sales, but actually hadn't taken the plunge until just a few days ago. We're going back to 1984 for Alex Cox's Repo Man. Hey, baby, you need a ride? Meet Otto, master repossessor of cars. I'm going to have to torture you. He meets the weirdest people. Let's go do some crimes. And stumbles into the strangest situations. You think it's too late for us to get romantically involved? But nothing could prepare him for the ultimate repossession. Wow, this is intense. Repo Man, rated R. All right. So when did you first see Repo Man? So I actually have kind of an interesting story about this movie. Um, I saw it at the end of 2015. I was a senior in high school and I was just undertaking this pretty big project. It was a um, independent study and I was also trying to create a film festival, a student film festival for the county that I lived in. So I was working with a teacher at one of the local middle schools, and he suggested that we make a parody homage to Repo Man. And so that's how I ended up watching it, because we made the parody. Um, We called it Repo Kid. Um, (laughs) So I had to watch it many, many times. I read the script a lot of times. Um, just trying to adapt it into a 30-minute kind of condensed family-friendly version. So yeah, I I watched it a lot during that 2015-2016 year. All right. So for anyone who's unfamiliar, why don't you tell everyone what Repo Man is about? So Repo Man's pretty fun, in my opinion. It kind of has something for everybody. It's We follow the story of this punk suburban kid named Otto, um, and he kind of gets wrapped up in the life of repossessing cars, and it kind of goes on his journey about that. But then there's also this secondary plot about this scientist that had stolen uh, decaying alien bodies from a government agency of some sort, and people trying to find where he was at with the aliens and the stories kind of interject at some point or intercept at some point. Yeah. I got to admit, I did. All I knew was that it was a punk and repossession. I had no idea about the subplot. And I was like that opening scene. I was like, 
what in the world's going on? What is this movie? I had no idea yeah. this was coming. So, but no, I agree. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. So, obviously, you've seen it a lot. And because you did the ad- adaptation, so I could see why you love it. But is there anything else that keeps you coming back to this one? Like, what is it about it that after you're done with that project, you still watch? Yeah. So, I think that the reason why I started liking it because the first time I watched it, I absolutely hated it. I was not into it at all. I just kind of felt like it was this really confusing movie that I couldn't wrap my head around. But, you know, the more I worked on it, the more I was like, the more I started noticing things that were really smart and really funny. And, you know, the version I watched uh, was the made for TV version. Okay. <laughs> And so there was a lot of scenes that were missing because my teacher wasn't going to uh, tell me to watch the kind of unfiltered version. (laughs) Um, But, you know, I started, I I ended up watching the unfiltered version, you know, later. Um, And there's just, you know, always stuff I think that you can find that you didn't see in previous versions or a previous look around. So that's why I liked it. And uh I don't know. There might be some more versions out there because I remember distinctly watching this scene where he comes back to his parents' house and there's cobwebs in between the parents. But the version that I have on the Criterion doesn't have that scene at all. So, you know, where that scene went, I have no idea. But, you know, Hmm. I'm still trying to figure that out. Hey, that that would make, well, I don't know. If you just saw it in 2015, I don't know where you would have seen it. I was going to say that might be a scene stuck on VHS because sometimes those yeah. don't get ported over, but yeah, I'm not sure which, which version I watched. Cause I think I got like a link from my teacher cause he somehow got like the original screenplay, I think. And that's what we use to adapt it. So pretty, pretty interesting. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Very interesting. All right. So now Sometimes we get in a little bit of spoiler territory when we go to this next question. But how would you, what would you have liked to have seen in a sequel? And I don't mean like 30 plus years down the road. If you had gotten one in the 80s, mm-hmm. gotten people to come back, what would you have liked to have seen? So Alex Cox, who is the director, um, actually had a sequel planned. Okay. Um, it was called Waldo's Hawaiian Holiday. And I'm going to try not to spoil anything, but it takes place about 10 years after the end of the film. Um, Waldo or uh, Otto comes back to Los Angeles with a new name called Waldo after he'd been off on his adventure (laughs) at the end. And it gets a little bit more science fiction-y, I guess. Again, I don't want to go into too many spoilers, but um, if I were to make a sequel... I think I'd kind of go in a very different direction. I think I would have done a prequel instead, focusing on the character Bud, who is played by Harry Dean Stanton. And I think it would be about how he got into the Repo Man lifestyle and maybe even like how he became nemesises with uh, the Rodriguez brothers and have it more of like an action, like more gritty type thing. And probably do away with the sci-fi nature just because I, I'm not really sure how you would, you know, carry that kind of through it, I guess. 
Right. Yeah, that, that sounds like it could be interesting to watch. Although that one about Waldo sounds like it'd be interesting to watch too. So I'd probably watch it. Both. Yeah, they they actually, I think in 2008, turned it into a graphic novel. I haven't read it. But I think Alex Cox had the whole entire screenplay on his website. So this graphic artist was like, I like that. I like Repo Man. I want to do it. And he got the rights to it. I think he put out a graphic novel based on it. Oh, wow. Okay. So for all you fans out there, definitely something to check out if you haven't already. Could be interesting. (laughs) All right. So let's go with what could possibly happen. And that would be a remake with today's stars. Who would you put in Repo Man? I thought very long and hard about this um, (laughs) because probably like everybody with their favorite movie, I think the casting was superb. Um, (laughs) So uh, Otto, our main character, I picked Shia LaBeouf. I think that he has that kind of He kind of looks like he could be a punk rocker, I guess, you know, but also doesn't look that intimidating. And I think he would also have the capacity to portray somebody that's kind of laid back and not really caring about what goes on in his day-to-day life, I guess. So I think that would be a good option for Bud, who was played by Harry Dean Stanton in the original. I chose Sean Penn. Because I, again, I kind of thought he looks a little scrappy. He looks like he could be, you know, in the realm of a used car salesman. Or Layla, who is our, the girl that uh, is part of the secret society with the aliens and stuff. Um, I thought about Haley Steinfeld, who was in True Grit, the remake, and uh, Pitch Perfect 2. <laughs> yep. I was going to say the Pitch Perfect sequels. Yeah. Yes. Um, I think she has like that kind of innocent looking vibe and I think she'd be kind of fun in it so and then some background characters I kind of picked out were uh light one of the repo men uh played by Daniel Kalua, the get out and Judas and the Black Messiah guy I think he can kind of play like he's friendly but he's really intimidating you know and then my final one that I came up with was uh for the Rodriguez brothers I just got in my mind that Dave and James Franco would be pretty fun choices. (laughs) They're actual brothers. And I think that they would play off well. And I think that they also could kind of look like seedy cars, salespeople. So (laughs) I think it'd be kind of fun. Yeah, no, I agree. I I like it. I think you did a good job there. So I I tried. I thought long and hard about this. It (laughs) was difficult. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I, I understand that. Trust me. I don't want to see my favorite movie remade either. So. No, it's it's one of those iconic things. And, you know, since I, I spent so long with it, I spent a year, like, creating my version of it. It just, you know, it would be hard to see it be remade <laughs> with somebody else's vision. <laughs> yeah, I totally understand. All right, here comes the last part. Sell this movie to someone who hasn't seen it. Maybe whatever reason they don't want to see it. How do you sell it to people when you want people to take a chance on it? It's definitely a hard sell, I would say. Um, Take it from somebody that didn't like it at first, like at all. Um, I was very resistant to it, but it it really does have something for everyone. If you're kind of like that 1980s nostalgic feel of the, the punk rock scene, it has Iggy Pop did the 
opening song, like the theme for it, which is really, really cool. It's has science fiction elements where it has like government conspiracy and, and aliens and stuff like that. And I think at its heart, it's, it's a really smart comedy. So if you're looking for big laughs, it may not necessarily be for you, but if you, if you're one of those people that enjoy comedic elements and you kind of have to work for them, I would say that this is just a really perfect movie for those people. All right. And I'll say anyone who's ever enjoyed Harry Dean Stanton, just like as mm-hmm. you know, he's been in so much stuff. This was like the first time I'd ever seen him as the star. Like I was surprised yes. when he came up first. I was like, wow, he's been a star of a movie. That's awesome. Because yes. he's popped up in so much stuff, but you don't see him as the star. So I'd say check it out just for that. <laughs> yeah, he really shines in this one, I think. No, I, I agree. And I think like you said, you hated it first viewing. I didn't hate it, but I, I watched it. I'm like, I definitely think this is my rating is going to go up the more I watch this because it's definitely that kind of movie. Yeah, there's so many things that I found watching it two, three, four times that I was like, wow, like it's, it's just really amazing. I don't know. It's really <laughs> fun. <laughs> no, like I got that feeling watching the first time. I was like, yeah, this is going to go up on repeat viewings. It's definitely that kind of movie. Yeah, it's a slow burn, but it's <laughs> worth it. <laughs> Hey, and it's what 95 minutes, maybe. I mean, it's not a long, yeah, movie, so that's always good. It's very quick, yeah. All right, Katie, that's gonna wrap this one up. Why don't you tell everyone where they can find you guys online, find the podcast, all that good stuff? So, we're at Walk the Cinema Podcast on pretty much any podcasting platform, um, Spotify, Apple Podcast, um, and then we're also at just Walk the Cinema on Letterboxd and Twitter. All right. And as always, you can follow me at YNF Movie Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Available wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to come back next week because I'll have a different guest that may be talking about their favorite movie. It may be a deep dive with my buds, Chad and Chris, as we've been doing lately. Either way, until then, you guys take care and I'll talk to you next time. <laughs>